Greetings and welcome to the Transform podcast. Uh, it is Friday, January 28th, 2022, and welcome to episode 31. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio, and uh, welcome back, guys. We put up episode 30 a couple days ago this week on uh, Wednesday, uh, the 26th. That episode covered Instagram Reels. Definitely encourage you guys to go check that out. Uh, very tactical level, kind of step-by-step episode. Uh, and for this episode, we're going to take it up um, several notches to the more macro level. We're going to go into more of a, I wouldn't even call it strategy, I would call it philosophy about how you propel your business into a, a, a totally different tier of interaction with your client base, your potential client base, so on and so forth. Like just really kind of uh, redefining and um, elevating uh, your your presence as a business in the marketplace. Okay, and I know it sounds a little bit uh, maybe bordering on dramatic, but um, I say it that way because I truly believe, and you know, this is my opinion, that if you don't do what I'm about to talk about, if you if you, if you don't execute on what I'm about to talk about then your business is doomed, like 100% chance of failing. Uh, It's that important, okay? And and what we're going to talk about today, guys, so this episode is about the know, that's K-N-O-W, the know, like, trust factor or principle or whatever term you want to apply to it uh, that is really in many ways the centerpiece, the core sort of fulcrum Uh, behind all of your marketing, behind all of your advertising, behind all of your customer outreach, behind all of your customer interaction, these three um, states of being, you know, people knowing you, people liking you, and people trusting you, they drive everything ultimately from an outcome perspective for your business. And so what what we're going to do, guys, is so we've got episode 31 today. We're going to talk about the know portion, K-N-O-W, uh, next week, part two, uh, likely on Tuesday, uh, we're going to be publishing uh, the like portion. And then on Thursday, part three, we're going to publish uh, the trust portion. Uh, I thought about breaking it up over more weeks than that and not doing it in, in serial, but I think it's so important. There's no reason to tease out this information. It's, it's really so critical. Maybe it should have even been episodes two, three, and four. Um, of this podcast, but I know that I've referred to it here before. I think if you just browsed around the other episodes, you'd find at least a couple of instances where I referenced it, but this is absolutely crucial uh, to the success of your business. So for anybody who is new to the podcast, I probably would tell them, go listen to episode one for the welcome, and then go to episodes 31, 32, and 33 uh, to listen to this series that we're going to launch into today. So that being, you know, so the table setter uh, for these next three episodes, let's kind of, dr- you know, drill down into stage one of these three phases um, of, of, um, of, of um, you know, sort of the, the, the uh, interaction of your business with your customers and prospective customers, okay? So we're going to talk about this, 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 concept of, of them knowing you, 
Okay, and it just, it sounds simple on the face of it. I think that's maybe even part of the struggle in, in explaining it, is that it sounds so simple and straightforward, yet when we apply it to digital marketing in particular, there's lots of moving parts that are kind of happening behind the scenes, if you will, that, that, that sort of culminate in someone knowing your business and your brand and, you know, potentially you personally. I mean, it depends on obviously how visible you are in the business. Um, although I think as you listen to this series, you will realize that the more visible you are, the likelier it's a better thing for your business than if you're not. Okay, so that's, you know, I don't want to necessarily say that that's, that that's always going to be true. I mean, it kind of depends on the size of the business. I think there's plenty of businesses that are so big that I don't really need to know who the CEO is or what they look like or anything like that. But more than likely, the smaller you are, the much more likely it is that you need to be at the forefront in some way uh, in your marketing and advertising efforts. Okay, so I would, I would, I would put, that, um, put that thought forward and you, know, you guys can kind of decide for yourselves. Um, so let, let's talk about no for a second. Again, K-N-O-W. So, so the knowing part for your business really speaks to awareness like how aware is somebody of your existence as a business right this is what we would call sort of top of funnel marketing you know if you, if you picture a sales funnel with a very wide mouth coming down to a very narrow opening at the bottom then this is the very top of that funnel this is that wide mouth where we are trying to sort of flow in as many prospects and, and, you know, hopefully qualified ones. We're not just trying to, you know, bark at anybody. But we want to find a reasonably likely audience for what we're selling, what we're offering, and pull them into that funnel. And so the no portion, that top wide mouth, is really the act of generating awareness for your business. Because in many cases, I mean, I'm really talking to the small and even micro-sized businesses out there, um, th this is the hump you have to get over in the beginning. This is, you know, this is when you've just opened up your Facebook page and you've just started your Instagram account and you've just logged into Twitter and you have nothing there. <laughs> okay, or I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you just started and there's a little bit there. Uh, but from a social media perspective, using that as an example, it's not the only way to establish a presence digitally. But if you're using social media platforms, you're going to start from zero. I mean, that's that's pretty much where everybody starts from, right? Um, you know, might be a couple odd exceptions, but the point is that you have to build something from scratch. And as you're building it, your eye has to be on awareness and the generation of interest and awareness in your business. And again, that starts to, you know, as that kind of unfolds and gains traction, it starts to pull people and prospects into that wide mouth of the funnel. So that's, you know, at a very basic level, that's what it amounts to. That that's from a digital perspective, that's what you're trying to accomplish is, you know, generating activity relevant, you know, um, relevant, I don't want to say targeted because at first you may not even be doing a lot of targeting, but inside your messaging, you are trying to speak to your audience and you are trying to snag their attention and their interest and their desire to find out more about who you are and what you do and why you're doing it. Okay. Now, a couple things about that. 
let's talk less technical and you know platform type stuff and let's talk about content of what you're saying okay so when you take the step of getting people to know your business you really are in many ways getting them to know you personally in in, in many 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 cases when we talk about small businesses and getting a small business going and getting off the ground, it's an exercise in getting people to know who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and, and learning more about you. I mean, if you think about it, take the marketing out of it for a second and just think of it as, you know, if I, let's say I walked into a party and I didn't know many people. Maybe, maybe one or two people had brought me there, but there was a whole host of other people there who had no idea who I was. Of course, you know, I wouldn't just start, you know, spilling my guts all over the room, but I would engage deliberately as I interacted in that party with, you know, factual, relevant information about myself. You know, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? How did you get into that profession? You know, where did you go to school? You know, things about me that would start to at least build out a framework of familiarity right you know if, if let's say I walked into that party and I didn't I didn't do any of that and I just sort of lingered around and poked around and and left well the chances that you know I, I go to the next party and anybody knows who I am anybody has any awareness of me is, is is basically zero right I mean even if they saw me at the first party when they see me at the second one it'd be like hey uh, maybe I recognize that guy maybe I don't the fact that they never had a conversation with me, there was never any engagement, makes it highly likely they don't remember me. And the same would be true for your business. So when you're talking about, okay, Chris, yeah, I got you. I, people need to know who I am and be aware of who I am. You know, what am I going to say to help move that process along? It comes back to these ideas of being factual, straightforward, relevant, okay, and packaging that information in a digestible way. Obviously, you're not going to slam people over the head right off the bat. And also, giving them too little to go off of is a problem as well. So you're trying to find kind of a happy medium there as you reveal information about yourself and your business. Now, with your business, it's even easier in a sense because I think people are less guarded about that. You can be it's very easy to be factual about your business. You know, we were founded in this year. These are the, the uh, offerings that we have. Here's our pricing structure, blah, 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 blah. It's a little harder when we talk about ourselves. Everybody, I think, uh, to some degree or another, at least in the beginning, and some people this persists, it's a little difficult to talk about ourselves. And it's a little bit difficult to make a connection between ourselves, the business, and the audience. So there's a little bit more of a challenge there. But some of the things that you guys can do Okay, so this is like, so think about it this way. When you do interact with somebody at a party, you know, you don't hand them a 550-page autobiography and say, hey, here, here's everything about me, right? You sort of start peeling back layers, right? You start to um, introduce information in, again, sort of a, a steady, appropriate, you know, <laughs> sensible sort of way, right? So that, I know that doesn't translate exactly into the digital space uh, because obviously the delivery mechanism is different and there's not a face-to-face -face aspect and all that. But think of it kind of the same way. Think of it as building a story over time. Okay, and I, I think this particularly applies to when we talk about ourselves inside the business. Okay, so it kind of helps you think about how to um, reveal more about yourself 
and open up more to your audience. Okay. Now, in, in preparation for, and, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more on the technical side too here in a second about like how to achieve some of this, you know, from a from a posting perspective, social media, etc. But right now, I'm talking more. Again, I'm talking more on the softer side, the abstract side of just how do you, you know, make the connection between yourself, the business, and the audience. And I think, you know, when, when I was doing a little bit of, um, I mean, personally, I have a lot of opinions on how to accomplish these three things. But, you know, it's helpful to kind of gather insight from within, you know, this this sphere, this industry as well, just to, to see and hear other perspectives. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, kind of say the same things. But one of the uh, more helpful uh, uh, sort of breakdowns of the no like, trust principle that I found was on uh, the website advisorperspectives.com. And when they were talking about the no portion that we're discussing now in this podcast, you know, some of the things, and I'll, I'll quote these to you guys, uh, that, that are very simple, but they're very actionable and can help you get started. Uh, some of the things they share here are, um, you know, they say, quote, share compelling biographies of yourself and your team with relevant background information. When people see that you have something in common, they are more likely to pay attention, connect with you, and want to get to know you better. Okay, so let's start there. So a biography, you know, here's where I'm from, here's where I grew up, this is my family, you know, uh, my wife, my husband, my children, you know, things like that. Like, again, factual information, nothing groundbreaking, nothing earth-shattering, earth but factual information that starts to establish the broad brush strokes of who you are. And, and, and outside of the business, okay? So it's not just all, you know, business, 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 sales, 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 services, services, services. You're sharing personal information, but not necessarily sensitive information. It's just personal, right? And you're giving the person the opportunity to get to know you a little bit, right? I mean, think about how, you know, when you enter a relationship with somebody, what's a common phrase that's used in the beginning stages? I would like to get to know you better. Right? or I need to get to know him or her better. That's the process you're going through in this first phase, if you, if you just sort of apply it over to the marketing side. Okay, now, you know, again, um, I, th I think you know, that's a very, like I said, actionable thing you can do is start discussing your biography, the life journey that you've taken to get to the point where you've launched the business. You know, I mean, think about, let, let's say somebody does come across your business and they start to get curious about it. Think about how they would walk it backwards. Uh, when did they start this business? Why did they start this business? How did they start this business? Uh, how long have they had this business? You know, and when you start asking questions like that, and you, the business owner, start answering them, you can see how those answers start to actually roll backward at, from a timeline perspective in terms of your life, right? Like, you know, your life leads up to that point, but to the, to the audience, to the potential customer, they're looking at that from the opposite perspective, right? They've just found you, they've just found your business, and now they're kind of walking backwards into, okay, what else do I need to know about this person? Okay, or what else would I like to know about this person? Okay, so from a biography standpoint, it's a great starting point, and it gives you a lot to go off of because everybody knows their own story, and everybody is pretty capable of telling their own story about themselves, about why they've done the things they've done, let's say, in launching the business and their motivation for it and everything that went into it, uh, thought-wise and things like that. Okay, so it's a great cornerstone starting point for the no portion of no like, 
trust. Okay, now in, on the site here, Advisor Perspectives, they go on to point out, this is honestly something I hadn't thought about um, in particular, uh, but, but I'm, glad, uh, I'm, I'm glad I sort of ran across it before recording this, is just the simple act of getting professional friendly headshots and photos really give you traction with your audience because, you know, understanding that faces sell things better than non-use of faces, okay, just compare, just pay attention to advertisements, look at ones that have faces and real people in them, and look at ones that have no person in them, and, and think about how they make you feel, and more than likely you'll understand just from that exercise. So when you're doing this as the business owner facing outward, invest in um, taking those professional clean headshots, um, you know, to put on the best face, but also an authentic face, right? I mean, you're talking about a current, or we're talking about a current relevant photograph of yourself. You know, I'm not talking about one from 20 years ago. Okay, something taken today or very recently uh, that you can then use, you know, you can use it over and over again. I mean, it can be on your website, it can be on your social media platforms, uh, you can put it in marketing materials uh, when you put your signature block, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so, so photographs, professional head friendly headshots, uh, is a great suggestion uh, that I that I kind of came across uh, here on the site, and it's something that you can sort of marry up to your biography, and now you've got some real basic, straightforward, helpful information about yourself. People know your story, they know what you look like, and you're out of the gate. You've now done the equivalent of walking into the party and introducing yourself, right, and giving you a little background on yourself and letting somebody look you in the eye and have a conversation with you, okay? So, um... So it goes on here to talk about what I really think is something that is, it seems so correct and straightforward, but I think it actually doesn't happen nearly often enough. I mean, if you look at, just grab, you know, 10, 20, 100 websites at random, and I guarantee you more than half of them by far will fail this test. And that is, um, and, and again, you know, quoting here from the site, you need to be, quote, you need to be intentional and clear about exactly who your firm serves and who you don't. Every presentation you give, every piece of marketing collateral you produce, and every bit of content you publish should either attract your ideal client or repel those who are not a good fit for your firm, unquote. Crucial, crucial, crucial. Okay, so let's keep this going as sort of like building blocks. So we talked about the bio, talked about the headshot and the face being shown, now we talk about from the business standpoint, because we got the we get the two halves here, right? Get to know you personally, get to know your business. From the business standpoint, you've got to be a million percent clear about what you're doing, what you're offering, who your ideal client is, and who it's not. And what you're doing is you're giving people a chance to decide for themselves rather than feeling like anything's forced upon them or anything's being rammed down their throat, you're giving them an opportunity to authentically sort of audit whether they want to know more about your business or not. And that's the only way you should want it to be. You don't want to sell things or offer things to people who really don't need or, or really can't use them just to make a sale and make some money because eventually that turns into a very disgruntled customer. One way or the other, whether they're loud and vocal and you know, posting all over Yelp or <laughs> whether they're silent about it but maybe once in a while they drop a comment to a friend or a loved one about how terrible 
you know, your, your service was or the outcome from your business was because it simply was never a good fit in the first place. Okay, so if you do this part that I just sort of read off there and commented on, if you do that, you really roundly reduce the possibility that you're going to end up in that situation with a disgruntled client or customer. Okay, because you're being precise, you're being clear, okay, you're telling them exactly what services you provide, exactly what benefits they will get from it, okay, exactly how you go about working with them, your fee structure, pricing, everything. And remember, the whole point here is people start off skeptical of stuff. I mean, you know, just think about the way you think about things you buy or things you order from, you know, you know, whether it's a service or a product or whatever. We almost always begin skeptically about something, particularly as the price goes up, particularly about, you know, when, when, when things get more abstract. I mean, I don't get skeptical when I go through the McDonald's drive through line because I know exactly what I'm going to get. You know, you get a very low-grade, uh, you know, meal that's very cheap. I know exactly what it's going to taste like. I know exactly what I'm going to order most likely. I know exactly how much it's going to cost me, roughly speaking. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about when you get into this kind of space where services and products are, you know, they may, they're much less well-known than McDonald's, for example. Uh, you know, that's for sure. Um, they're not as proven uh, in terms of the track record or, you know, things of that nature. So, so we're really talking about, like I said earlier, coming from zero. So because coming from zero is going to equal lots of skepticism on the part of your audience, you have to chip away at that skepticism. You're not going to knock the entire wall down at once. You're not going to eliminate every objection in the first pass. But what you can start doing is just putting one brick on top of the other by offering clarity, straightforward, you know, uh, information, clear pricing, you know, everything is just above board. And it's sort of like a biography of your business. I mean, if you think of it that way, and I just came up with that right now while I'm sitting here recording this for you guys, is that if you tell a biography about yourself, and I'm referring to 99.9% of people, you do have a very tiny percentage who won't do what I'm about to say. But when you give your own biography, it's accurate, right? I mean, you know it by heart, you lived it, so you're giving an accurate biography by reflex, okay? You have to give an accurate biography of your business by reflex, okay? It has to be like there's no other way to present the business, right? There's no other way that you would want to pose yourself than being 100% factual, 100% clear, 100% honest, 100% upfront about everything your business does and does not do and how it does it and why it does it and what it costs to interact with it, okay? So think of it that way, guys. You're building your own bio personally and you're building your business's bio. And you're putting that information out there in a very open and upfront sort of way that's easy to consume and digest and pontificate about and thus be actionable for the person to decide, do I want to know more? Am I moving towards, let's say, the second phase to the, to the, to the like phase? Like, I actually like this person and I like this business. Okay, I don't want to get ahead of our, ourselves. I mean, that's another episode. But the point is, you know, you put the information out in such a way to move the person through that pipeline um, as, as uh, comfortably as possible, okay? Or, you know, have them off-ramp from it, you know, before things get 
uh, problematic where they decide, okay, I, I now know this business and this person, but I don't want to do business with them. Okay, great. That saves you and that customer, potential customer, uh, the resultant headaches from there being a poor fit uh, between the two. Okay? So, so I think, you know, what we've talked about here in this first nearly 25 minutes is, is a lot of the philosophy behind this, a lot of the abstract aspects of it, the, the touch and feel type stuff, the content, the messaging, things of that nature. What I want to talk about is, uh, for the rest of the podcast, is what this looks like from a social and digital media perspective, marketing perspective. You say, okay, Chris, I got it. I got the messaging. I got to get my bio out there. I got to talk about myself a little bit. I got to get the head shot up. I got to talk about the business. I got to put all the relevant facts and information about the business out there as clearly as possible. Great. Okay. I've now laid the groundwork for somebody to get to know me and get to know my business. But what does it really translate to when I open up the Facebook page, Facebook business page, or I open up, you know, my Twitter account, or I open up my my TikTok account? What does it really look like and what am I actually doing? Okay. So first off, obviously you have the information, right? I mean, from a from a content standpoint, that's now taken care of, right? Because you got your bio, you got you know, you got the photo, you got the business's bio. So the material is there. Now it could be represented in different ways. I mean, you could have a video talking about it, you could have an audio clip talking about it, you could have multiple blog posts and text that's addressing it. So, so I don't mean it quite that literally, but the point is that the core messaging exists and now it needs to be packaged, right? Depending on the medium, depending on the, the platform you're going to or whatever. But the key here, the key here is consistency. Consistently putting information out about your business and yourself. Now, when I say that, you know, I don't mean take your bio and post it once a week. Okay. I mean, obviously I think you guys know that it's not, it's not that simple. Okay. But it's the idea that obviously as a business, you know, you have things going on, you have different things are happening in different weeks, different, you know, different initiatives, milestones, events, offerings, you know, discounts, uh, you know, Upgrades, whatever applies to your business. There's all kinds of stuff going on all the time. There's all kinds of information you want to share with your customer base that go beyond just the biography and all that stuff that we talked about before. But the point is, there's there's that whole bank of information that you're drawing upon to then create social media posts and put out relevant information to your audience and that will take care of itself. I mean, obviously, if you started the business, you know the business. So you're going to have a well to draw from that also includes that biography and all that that we talked about before. But the real key then becomes the discipline, the consistency, the volume. Okay? I mean, once you, I think once you do get over the hump here at the beginning, the first part of this podcast, then it's sort of like it clicks. And it's like, okay, I got it. Like, you know. I know how to approach this, but now you have to translate that into repeated, consistent effort. You have to translate that to, okay, there's, you know, I I make a decision now that there's going to be at least three posts a week on all my platforms every week. There's going, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, there's going to be a Facebook post, a LinkedIn post, a Twitter link to it. 
uh, a video posted on YouTube, whatever, whatever platforms you've chosen, whatever channels you're, you're uh, uh, available on, the point is you create a consistent drumbeat rhythm of putting out content. Sometimes the content is very directly about you. Maybe it's a post about, you know, why you started the business, okay? Going back to the bio like we talked about before. You know, the next, the next post is about a new offering that your business has. The next post is about an award you won. The next post is about a great customer service instance that you delivered, and it has user-generated content in it. Whatever the actual content is, so long as it's moving closer to that objective of helping the audience get to know you better, get more comfortable with who you are, get more comfortable with the business, and it is being done consistently, now you're starting to get somewhere. Okay, now you've married the two together. You've created the content and put the message together. You're now distributing it. And the distribution, as simple as that sounds, you'd be surprised at how difficult it can be when you're doing a hundred other things to run your business. Right? When you're, when you're starting a business and you guys, everybody who's in that boat or listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. You're wearing a hundred hats. You're the CEO, you're the CTO, you're the CFO, you're the bookkeeper, you're the accountant, you're the tax person, uh, you're the marketer, you're the customer service rep, you're the HR department, you're everybody. And when all those things start closing in on you, it becomes very difficult to maintain consistency. And it becomes easy to say, I'll get to that later. I'll post when I can. I'll post when I have a free moment. Almost nobody ever does that. Okay, almost everybody neglects it. And guess what happens when they neglect it? Nobody gets to know who you or your business really is or what it's about. Okay, and so all this, so, so remember what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Sounds really simple. Sounds like it shouldn't even be a podcast. When you really start to think about it, you traverse these last 30 minutes that, uh, that, that we've been having this, this virtual dialogue, then you start to realize, like, okay, wait a second. You know, there's messaging that needs to be created, and that messaging needs to be routinely distributed in a consistent, predictable uh, manner. Okay, and so that's really, you know, to me, that's where it all starts to break down. You either get somebody who can't do one or can't do the other, and they never, they either never progress past the first step, or if they manage to progress past the first step then they get to the brick wall of consistency. Now, one of the solutions to that, to make sure that you are putting out a steady drumbeat of content that builds the no factor for your audience is a content calendar. Okay, now I'm not gonna spend another 10 minutes talking to you about how to do one or where to put it or what, you know, which way to fill it out. You can Google and research that or you can contact us to help you with this sort of thing. But the point is a content calendar that allows you to look ahead, look at the month, what's going on that month, where are the holidays, where are the special events for the business, where are some milestones, where are some down days, what are the days that we normally post on, how are we going to fit those posts together, what are we going to put out week by week by week, month per month per month, okay? And a content calendar kind of drains out the drama you know, of, of, of rushing around and trying to do it at the last second and trying to do it before the clock strikes midnight and instead giving you the opportunity to be thoughtful 
about what is coming up in your business. And really, in many respects, guys, when you keep a really good content calendar, you can see from a bird's eye view the messaging. You can kind of look at it top down and say, okay, well, this is what we posted through January and here's the thread that kind of like connected a lot of these posts to each other. Here's how the message unfolded. It just gives you a tremendous amount of perspective from a retro standpoint as much as it does from a future-based standpoint of what are we going to say and what do we have planned to say. You can sort of reference back to what you have been saying and you can look and say, hey, did we ever post this before? Did we ever talk about this before? How long has it been since we addressed this? You know, how do we connect the post from January to February? What's the thread going to be? What's the messaging? Okay, so a content calendar and the feeling that you will get, if you try this, okay, if you do it this way, you will know what I'm talking about. But the feeling of knowing that you have social media posts scheduled and in the queue for, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six plus weeks ahead of time. There's no feeling like that. Trust me, I've, I've been in the posting loop uh, enough times myself and for clients and for myself and so forth that there's nothing like knowing, hey, I'm covered through the next month. I've, I, I've put thought into it. It all makes sense. It all fits together. There's a mixture of content in there. There's personal stuff. There's business stuff. Uh, there, there's a theme throughout it. I've got the holidays covered, et cetera, et cetera. And there's just a tremendous sense of calm that that brings to your rhythm and your, uh, your posting sort of cadence, if you will, uh, for your business um, and, and, and the whole effort that you're trying to tie together there. Okay, so, so, so as we've worked through this, you know, we talked about the personal bio, we talked about the business bio and being factual and peeling back layers and being straightforward and being precise and being consistent enrolling that message out and using tools like a content calendar, whether you, you know, use an Excel spreadsheet or whether you've got a highly sophisticated software tool that, that does the scheduling for you and actually shows you the whole calendar. Whatever, wherever you are in that spectrum, the point is when you start to do those things that I just ticked off, you know, and, and you're doing them in a cohesive, coherent sort of way, there is nothing that beats that from a social media marketing perspective. Okay, when the messaging is the way you want it and the distribution is set up and you're planned out in advance, you're humming, okay? And it's a huge, huge deal. Now, one other thing I just wanna say as we kinda of come close to the conclusion here, from, from a tactical social media perspective or you know, if it's website comments, you know, it could be more just broadly digital or whatever uh, that we're talking about here, is that when people engage with you, Okay, so now you've put content out, you've pushed stuff out to the audience, you've pushed stuff out into the marketplace, and they start interacting with it. They start coming back to you and commenting and asking questions. This is where you have those opportunities to really build that no factor at a very accelerated, very robust sort of rate. I mean, think about it. Let's go back to the party analogy. You come to the party with a couple friends. You don't know 90% of the people there. You work the room, you, you, know, you talk to a couple people here, a couple people there, a couple people there, and you've told them about yourself and you've given them you know, your story and so forth. And now all of a sudden, one or two of them that you were talking to, let's say an hour ago, wander back over to you and they want to engage further. Hey, uh, Chris, you said you were in the real estate industry. Uh, can you talk more about that? You know, we, we've been looking at getting into that. And you start engaging with that and you start authentically connecting 
with that engagement, okay, where it's, you know, it's not just a, you know, a quick thanks, exclamation point, goodbye. It's true engagement. It's sitting, taking a moment, now I'm going back to the digital side, taking a moment, looking at the comment, looking at the question, okay, this person obviously consumed my content, there's an there's a authenticity to their feedback, okay, and I'm going to genuinely engage with it. I'm going to answer the question with some depth. I'm going to be helpful. I'm going to provide value. In doing that, you are very rapidly, and it's all relative, okay? <laughs> so maybe we're not talking months, now maybe we're talking weeks, or maybe we're not talking years, now we're talking months. But in a relative sense, you are taking that opportunity and using it to your advantage to accelerate the no factor. Because when somebody consumes your content and then circles back around to make good, genuine, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be agreeing with you. I'm not saying they have to agree with you or they have to suck up to you. I'm just saying that it's not just some hater who's dropping you know, a negative comment in your timeline. I mean somebody who's clearly thoughtful, whether it's a positive comment or even if it's maybe in, in contravention to what you're saying. If it's thoughtful and it's, and, it's, and it's substantive, then it is worthy of your attention and it is worthy of you sitting and taking the time to respond to it. And when you add that piece to the puzzle, Right? And we go back through that whole progression, right? You got your personal bio, your business bio, your factual, your straightforward, your precise, you're distributing consistently, you have everything planned out in advance, and now you're getting feedback as you put out more and more and more content. It's building and building and building in the marketplace, the digital marketplace, and now people are coming in and asking you questions and, and, and you know, giving you comments, and you're coming back to them and showing them, hey, this guy, this girl, they're responsive. They answer. They gave me the, the answer to the question I had. They commented on my comment and gave me a you know, greater degree of understanding than I started with. Once you reach that point and you've done that whole progression I just went through, you have arrived in the no K-N-O-W space, okay? Because there's not much more you can do than that. I mean, especially when we're talking about digitally, you're not going to go to people's homes, you're not going to knock on their door, you're not going to sit down in their living room and have a conversation. There's only so far, you know, you can go up to the water's edge, right, and you can prep as much as possible to be successful, and then there's some feedback that has to come in, and there's some connection that has to occur. And so if you do all this stuff, if you lay down all this groundwork, and you just plug away at it, and you just, I mean, it's almost like putting on blinders. It's like you, you're not even really looking in the beginning at who's, who's looking, who's clicking, who's sharing. You don't even care. Because I promise you in the beginning the numbers are minuscule or zero. Okay? And think about it this way. I say, okay, Chris, well, what's the point? So I'm posting on Instagram three days a week. You know, after three months I've got, you know, 90 posts up there or whatever it is. You know, 30, 50 posts up there. Bad math. Sorry, guys. Um, you know, I've got all this stuff up there and I'm not getting any engagement. What's the point? The point is, keep going. Because, let's say you put up another 30, and another 30, and another 30, and then someone finds you. And then they go into your Instagram profile, and then they go down into your grid, and they're like, oh, geez, uh, Chris has been posting here, like, for months, and he's got, he's got hundreds of posts. Like, he's really active on this platform. Like, he's worth engaging with on this platform. He's not a fly-by-night, you know, come in, you know, post, uh, you, know, you know, one or two times every couple months and disappear. He's really active on this platform, and he's, you know, I, I, I have confidence that I'm getting to know him through his content, and if I reach out to him, 
I'm reasonably confident he's going to respond because he's here on the platform and he's active. Okay. Uh, I remember, I think it was Russell Brunson, um, the gentleman who co-founded ClickFunnels. I think it was one of his Traffic Secrets or .com Secrets books. I, I, I can't remember if it was him. I'm, I'm thinking it was him. Maybe it was somebody else. But it was in one of those books that I read where he talked about his early, I believe it was him talking about his early podcast days. And he was podcasting admittedly to nobody. Okay, he, was, he knew he was doing the podcast. He knew nobody was listening, right? But he wasn't podcasting for the current listener. He was podcasting so that when somebody found him a year from then, two years from then, five years from then, they would look back and be like, wow, Russell has posted, you know, 100 episodes, 200 episodes, 500 episodes of this podcast. There is so much content here. There's so much value here. There's so many opportunities and little nooks and crannies to get to know him that I feel confident the more I listen. Every podcast episode I consume, I get to know Russell Brunson a little bit better. And there's so much of it here for me to do that with. You know, if you, if you look at it like, well, hey, why start a podcast? Nobody's listening. Well, you're stuck in the chicken and the egg uh, loop, and nobody's ever going to get to know who you are. So, yes, there's a period of time at the beginning, guys, where you are trying to be known, and I can guarantee you nobody knows you. But you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, just like you're having a big old speech in an empty auditorium, okay? <laughs> but that speech is being recorded, and that speech is being made available, and that speech lives forever on the Internet. So when somebody finds you a week from then, and somebody finds you a month from then, and somebody finds you a year from then, they say, wow, okay, there's, there's really good, you know, voluminous content here from this person, from this business. I feel more confident in my ability to get to know them, okay? So it's a crucial, crucial aspect of the tactical side of this, is producing the content, distributing that content routinely, planning it out, and being responsive to the feedback that you get about it. And knowing all along that that feedback, that last piece, is not going to come for a while. It's not going to come for a while. But I promise you, if you were to follow this advice, if you actually do what I'm talking about, and let's say today you recorded podcast episode number one in January 2022, two, three, four years from now, if you're still doing it, somebody's going to come to you and say, hey, I just listened to episode one from January 2022. I didn't realize you've been posting that long. I didn't realize you've been doing this for that amount of time. Some variation of that will come back to you. Some variation of that will be told to you at some point because of the consistency, because the groundwork had been laid, and because you stuck with it. Okay? And it all culminates in giving the end consumer the best possible opportunity to get to know you to get through this first stage. Because as we wrap this up, guys, this is the foundation of the three phases. If you don't do this part, you absolutely cannot do the trust part and you, can absolutely, you absolutely cannot do the like part, okay? <laughs> like, you cannot skip this part, okay? And I think that should be the most gravitational thing <laughs> that I say in this podcast, is you cannot skip over this. You must do this. And then there's no guarantee that you're going to get the other two, but we're going to talk more about those um, next week, okay? So just think about that, guys. You know, I mean, obviously a lot of you are past this point. I mean, I'm not saying everybody listening to this podcast is at zero 
and has to start from nothing and has to you know build up you know posts and they don't have any to begin with. I mean, a lot of you have a lot of this stuff in play. I mean, you've, you know, you've been on social media, you've been posting, you've been doing stuff. So you're even further along than I, you know, than I uh, intimated at certain points of the, the podcast. But what I would say is look and see how you're doing it. Look and see, have you authentically put yourself in the business out there? Have you authentically gone through the progression that I kind of talked about here today and been faithful to it and really pushed uh, pushed yourself and your business out there in such a way that you gave that end consumer the best possible opportunity to get to know you and hopefully move to stage two and three. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap up here, guys. This was a long one. <laughs> Maybe we broke a record here with this with this podcast, but these are very these are very impactful subjects that we're talking about today, next week, the two that we'll do next week on the like portion and the trust portion. So I think that, and, and it gets a little more intricate. I mean, this is kind of the most basic one that we went through today, okay? But there's, there's more nuance and intricacy that comes with the next two, okay? So anyway, guys, if you have any questions about this, if you need help with it, if you want to, um, you know, if you want to uh, engage us to assist you with this or just drop us a question or a comment, come over to our Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn page uh, for Transform. Um, check out the website as well. Um, you know, whichever is best for you or do them all if you want to. Uh, but definitely appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Please like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast. We deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate it. It means a lot to us that you come to us to consume this content, that you trust us with uh, the advice and the information, the insight that we provide you. So it means a lot to us when you do those things and engage with us that way. Uh, once again, I'm Christopher Anastasio. Uh, signing off. I hope everybody has a great weekend. So head into uh, the, the weekend here uh, in the United States. Got a got a snowstorm coming up the East Coast here. So uh, we'll see how much it touches the area that I'm in. Uh, but definitely uh, has been a hot topic this week. So uh, so anyway, hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next. We'll be back on Tuesday with part two of this series. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have a great night. Bye bye.